0: You know, Cody Steele, I'll answer that question in just a second. But my name is Alex Turner, and I am the head coach of election performance. Use our discount code OPENGARDGAST25 for election performance. I can't even keep up with the ad actually this time, but use the <laughs> discount code OPENGARDGAST25. Cody, we said, we said we we're going to start recording, and Cody asked me a question like right before Danny started. Uh, but I'm here. It's a good question. My name is Jake Watson. I'm with Danny O'Donnell, and today we're here with uh, up-and-coming Black Belt, who just had a big win at Fight to Win 150 versus David Garmo. Cody Steele, okay. Cody dude. I've known Cody for a little bit now. We've hung out on <clears> several <throat> occasions, and uh, I, we, we both have a mutual distaste for Andrew Tackett. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Cody. What's up? <laughs> uh, so, Cody, what was it you asked me right before? I, I forget. <clears throat> what did you ask me right before we started recording?
1: Uh, it's, one, when when uh, asked when you'll be competing again.
0: <clears throat> competing at Pan Ams. I signed up. Uh, nice. I've been like turning down a lot of stuff because I'm in the middle of uh, moving out of my house and I'm in the middle of like you know just some stuff happening. Like Arizona is a weird state, so we don't really know. We're getting better. It's it's getting better to where like now I can kind of compete more because tournaments coming back. But mm-hmm. I want to start taking more uh, super fights. I want to like get in the mode of preparing for Pans and then maybe take a super fight right before Pans and get out there and compete again. But Seth offered me. A couple different fights um, that I just, I, I turned down, not because I didn't want to do them. Like, dude, he offered me Keenan. And I was like, oh, I'm not in a position to do that right now. You know, like, yeah, I, I was sure. not in shape. And he was like, you want to fight next weekend? I was like, I get on like, <laughs> Right now. Like, I could not fight in a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um it's good to see you just staying busy, dude. I mean, you just had, uh, you went to Kumite and you had a really aw- exciting run there. You did the EBI overtime, and just recently you had a big win versus David Garmo, who is a friend of ours as well. And we mm. met him at the Gist King tournament, right?
1: Yeah, I think we were all hanging out too for a little bit. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, mean, I, uh, I had to drink syrup that day because I lost to John
2: Cole.
0: <laughs> Freaking Caleb Tackett, dude. Shout out to Caleb Tackett made me drink syrup because I lost. I had made that bet with that child. I don't know why I made a bet with a kid. But How
2: much did he make you drink?
0: It was like one of those Cracker Barrel little pocket syrups. Oh, and I, <laughs> he bad. was like, I don't know why, but Caleb is the only tacky brother that has like a Texan accent. So he's like, if you, if you lose a fat, you have to, you have to drink this maple syrup. You have to drink that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I was really confident I was going to win. So I was like, oh, I'll take that bet. And just, lo and behold, I got guillotined. <laughs> so I, got, I had to drink it. But Cody, dude, uh, I have a question. When are you going to compete again next? Do you have any plans?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure yet. Um, I mean, right now, because I just this last weekend with Garmo, um, but I mean, I still feel like pretty fresh. Like I could go again, but it just kind of depends on what's what's going on. But I think for right now, I think I'm just going to keep on working out and getting ready for definitely the trials. But I mean, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready to fight if something good comes up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was going to be my, what I led into was the ADCC trials are coming up and mm-hmm. that's going to be freaking incredible because i feel like everybody's gonna just come out of this quarantine with a quarantine ripped body and you're gonna you're gonna see a level of ripped out of those competitors you haven't seen in <laughs> right unprecedented level of <clears throat> swole and thick and lean <clears throat> open guard cast 25 electric performance but um uh are you gonna go are you gonna go up to 88 you're gonna cut down to 77
1: uh so what's gonna go down is i'm gonna be at 77 and then uh andrew's gonna go down to the 66 and then william's doing the 88 so wow. we're making a hopefully we're gonna make like a clean sweep and we all three get the gold you know i mean that's definitely like on our minds right now well for sure
0: all of you guys brazilian brazilian fight factory the i don't know what it, the dynamic duo is for a trio but you guys will get there for adcc i believe
2: tremendous in tremendous trio a yeah. tremendous
0: trio three best friends anybody could have but uh yeah. I, you guys have been working out like every single day
1: right yeah so it, we just <clears throat> i think it was like straight up after quarantine i mean we took like for sure we were still training but like the first month of quarantine was like iffy like we weren't really too fu- we, we just, were just sort of taking out like a break you know mm-hmm. and then Once everything started kind of starting to look different, we are just, man, yeah. So we just started working out every day, just trying to be a little bit more professional, like, off the mat. Because on the mat, we're we're always doing the right things. But off the mat, we were, like, probably slacking a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel
0: uh, I'm still in that phase, but seeing you guys inspires me. Anyway.
2: So I want to kind of take a step back a little bit and talk about, like, how you got into Jiu-Jitsu. Because um, I, I know I was reading on your BJ Heroes page that you have like a wrestling background, but you kind of want to talk about that and then how you kind of transi- transitioned into jujitsu from wrestling.
1: Um, man, it's like kind of goes back. I mean, when I remember, I was and I was wrestling. So I used to live over in uh, Washington, over in Port Angeles, like this small town, and I was. I remember I was like sitting on a wrestling mat and I was thinking like, all right, what do I want to what do I want to do with my life? Cause I don't really know at all. All I want to do is just like wrestle people. <laughs> so I ended up uh, my family we ended up moving out of that small town uh, my senior year and so once we left and we came to Texas, but Texas uh, does not have a lot of wrestling like in a lot of schools, especially where I was like in Austin like there's just no wrestling. It's really weird. But we uh, I ended up coming here. I looked at a few schools and I was looking to Uh, do some, like, maybe, like, some MMA, like, start doing some MMA, or just do something to keep me in shape, and then jiu-jitsu kind of just, like, I knew, I knew what jiu-jitsu was, so I kind of started to look for it, and then that's why I ended up running into, uh, my professor, Rodrigo, and after that, I just didn't stop.
0: Yeah, I see that you, like, just knowing you and watching you fight for a while now, me and you were always in the same division, but we never actually had a match, and that was like five tournaments in a row. So eventually, we just yeah. kind of became friends because of that. Yeah. But I've no—I've always noticed you have such an incredible like, like your pace is insane to the point where you'll even throw up after matches. I yeah. am terrified of throwing up, like just from being <laughs> a child. I don't like doing it, but you know that that might happen, and you push it. How much of like, were you like that when you were wrestling too? Just really trying to put an, an incredible pace the entire time. And that kind of influence jujitsu? Uh I don't
1: I don't know <clears throat> honestly where that, that comes from. Like I think I just am more like I just don't want to lose. Like I feel like when like competing at like in tournaments like blue, purple and brown, I feel like you'll be competing at these tournaments and then sometimes like I can always feel someone break. Like especially like when there's like not really anyone watching and you're like three rounds deep and you're down by Four points like mm-hmm. you can always feel that person breaking and quitting but i i could tell like once i got to like the black belt level i started fighting up those level of guys um it's just like a mental game i mean we're both really good like both of the athletes normally that are competing they're really tough but it's kind of like who mentally is going to stop or whoever messes up the most and then and from there it's just like a it just Domino effect, you know, so I just try to just keep on like it's like a poker face. Like I'm tired, but I just keep pushing and keep pushing. And then eventually, yeah, I always yak at the end, which sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> once I get it out, I'm good, I can keep going, you know? Well, yeah, <laughs> <In the laughs> cake, you were just like,
0: I didn't want to go up to you because you like immediately went to like a bucket.
1: yeah, like it was funny cause like when I fought uh Alec Balding, I like got off, I got off the mat. I was like so tired, but I was like super hyped up though, too. And then, like, as I was talking to, like, William and the boys, I'm just like, what? And I'm like, oh, I was like, i had to throw up. And then I just walked away. I just started, like, I threw up on the ground. And then I was trying to find a trash can, threw up on the mm-hmm. wall. And then I found the trash. And I, I barely threw up in the trash can at all.
0: Danny, I heard that happens. Because your body, like, when you're that burnt out, your body sends blood away from your stomach. And then you upchuck because there's no blood in like that part of your body. I don't know what the validity of that, but I heard somebody with a Ph.D. say that in my gym. So it says that like you're so tired here in your arms and legs everywhere, like your chest, that it just takes blood from everywhere and sends it to those areas. And that's why you throw up, which uh, I guess I'll look that up now that I have a computer. But (laughs) but, uh, that's interesting. It sounds right. (laughs) Hey, man, if I if I had a Ph.D. and I said that, you'd believe me.
2: Exactly. (laughs) So I also read on your uh, BJ Heroes page that you've done, like, a bunch of different styles of wrestling, um, like freestyle, folk style, and Greco. Um, do you feel like one of those styles translates best to jiu-jitsu, or is it kind of like a combination?
1: Uh, it's definitely, like, a combination. Uh, I do – I would do more folk style and freestyle. So I used to do these tournaments, and I would just – like, every weekend, my coach would uh, – he'd, like, take us – to tournaments every single weekend just just these wrestling ones and if you could sign up for them they'd have like folk style uh folk style like tournament and then in the same day you could do freestyle and grego so i was like doing like three different styles and three brackets all in one day and um the first year was rough my first year i was like losing like two and out two and out and two and out so i would just like straight up lose i'd win i would lose and then i'd win one and then lose and then it was just terrible but later on i started getting better i started winning more tournaments but uh, I would definitely say like freestyle is more my favorite uh, rule set just because it's a little bit more fast pace and once you take somebody down, uh, you just gotta stay flat and if you can't get rolled or you can't get turned or anything like that, then they stand you back up and then you're doing takedowns again. So I definitely like freestyle is like more of my favorite type of rule set and just to watch in general, but. I-
0: I wonder though, Greco's probably like if you're looking at it from a control standpoint and how that can transition into jiu-jitsu, would you say that the the techniques that are commonly implemented in freestyle wrestling are more or less effective than a Greco-Roman style of wrestling?
1: Yeah, I I would just really say like like his freestyle you're, you're shooting a lot anyway, so mm-hmm. it's like you're in jiu-jitsu you're going to get your head snatched up a lot. But in Greco, you're, like, a lot closer, so it's a lot harder. You can, like, kind of squeeze through people. But for me, I never really, like, I would just, I wouldn't train too much uh, Greco. I would just sign up for the tournaments and do them. So, like, I, I would just, like, I would, I would win a few of them here, place, and it was good enough for me. But more my style in wrestling was more shooting, staying on the outside, like, in and out and doing a lot of feints. Yeah, like you,
0: you and William remind me very much of a of a Greco-Roman style of passing. I was just watching the match with Garmo and you, several times throughout the match. you did try to do the body lock, and we saw William this weekend at the BJJ Woodstock tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, the body lock passing is – is uh, it really it, – it closely resembles how a Greco-Roman wrestler would handle getting close. And uh, it's, just very, it's a very interesting – it's not like an, a new style of passing, but it's an interesting way you guys are doing it and setting it up. Um, and I just wondered if, if maybe your experience in Greco-Roman, uh, influenced that in a way.
1: Um, a little bit, uh, definitely. Cause like when you're doing takedowns, most of the takedowns, like in jiu-jitsu, in jiu-jitsu like I'll go for a takedown. And then when I'm like changing angles, I end up finding the waist anyways. So once you, eat, once you take them down and you keep the waist, it normally leads into like a really good smash pass, you know, mm-hmm. but I would say like from the Greco standpoint, I mostly got, like, mostly, like, all my throws and, like, suplexes and all that from, from the Greco training mm-hmm. and competitions.
2: <clears throat> okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you, too, is um about, like, how you kind of pick, like, which takedowns to take from wrestling into jiu-jitsu. Because, like, obviously, like, some of them, like, you're exposing your neck or your back and stuff like that. Um, and I know you have a BJ Fanatic series kind of about, like, transitioning from wrestling to jiu-jitsu or like which takedowns to apply. So do you have like tips for people who maybe are like struggling getting caught in a lot of guillotines or they're getting their back exposed or back taken a lot?
1: Yeah, I do um what I what I my wrestling, I used to do a lot more different type of takedowns in wrestling. I used to do like a lot of outside singles, but a lot of outside singles is because I feel like people always like like their their level change is a lot lower like in rest in jiu-jitsu a lot of people stand tall. So when I'm doing like takedowns on jujitsu guys, I'm normally driving my head like into the chest, and I'm also like I'm always chain wrestling, so I'm always like trying to run the pipe, change to a, a double leg or a high cross to the back. Um, if you keep moving, if you keep cha- if you get your chain wrestling down really well, it's hard to like capture the head. <clears> but if you just if you just stick with the double leg and you commit to the double leg, and the double leg doesn't work, your head normally stays on the same. Uh, same place wherever you put it, and it normally gets snatched up for guillotines.
0: Yeah, which is probably why you get so tired, and you get what is called exercise-induced nausea. Which is, <laughs> I looked it up, and that is exactly the reason why. I just wanted to say that, uh, um, whoever Urban Kieran PhD, shout outs to Urban Judo Blackbo who uh, told me that. But yeah, no, I uh, I've actually been working a lot on wrestling lately. Just my interest in like studying ADCC has piqued me to like just kind of want to wrestle a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I work with a guy named Robert Galvan, who uh, has been he he was he wrestled at ASU and he is just he's just such a technical guy. But man, wrestling is so much more tiring than jujitsu,
1: in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. I mean what what I'm doing, like I'm always doing like I'll do rounds with um, Andrew and we do we'll do back to back rounds, but it's only wrestling, like jujitsu wrestling. So it's that that's that's no fun. That's never fun at all.
0: Well I have a question. So that video of you and, and William, that went viral. <laughs> Was that every time you guys train or did you guys like did you guys I don't wanna say put on a show, but like were you guys going extra hard? that day to see like because neither of you wanted to lose on camera or you know.
1: um it's kind of both i mean we like it, we have, we've had like really nasty scrambles like off camera so like we we go but we also have like certain days so it's like yeah. like monday wednesday say like those two days like we we normally are like those are how our roles are but then we have like tuesday thursday and they're a little bit more chill and it's very it's a lot more technical like we're not so greedy like we if i'm like if he's like passing me or something, I'm not going to like shove his face and I'm not going to push his face really hard. Like I'll just work for wherever wherever I'm at, you know, but yeah, like the competition days where we're like pushing. Yeah. We get in some like really like crazy scrambles. Like we can get, in, we've gone in some log scrambles before.
0: Yeah. And I didn't mean for that to sound like, were you guys putting on a show? But I, like, yeah. it just I can't imagine even two days a week grappling that I feel like my ribs would break. Like you guys were, you guys were <laughs> scrambling so crazy that it's, like we caught an incredible tale of an injury not happening during something dangerous on film. Yeah. so I definitely want to get out i've I've been saying it for a while, but whenever I can go down to Texas and visit you guys, I definitely want to get in training session and get tapped out by you guys because that would yeah. be uh, that'd be a lot of
1: fun to grapple like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's super fun. I mean, for me, like, so she <laughs> when I'm like rolling like that, and I'm scrambling. I was just I was just like just because I'm like in practice, like I'll see so I'll see a leg out there, I'll just dive on the leg and then I'll grab it and I pick it up and then I see where I'm gonna go from there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh we always get in, like the weirdest technical like uh, positions. Like I still don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that video was crazy.
2: <laughs> so have you guys all been training at the same gym since you started Jiu jujitsu?
1: Um, no. So like I, I, when I started training jujitsu, I just went to uh, this gym and that's where my professor professor was teaching at. He he didn't own the gym. He was just teaching there. So then I popped in and then took one class. He like beat me up super effortlessly. And at the time there was only like white belts there. Like there's only white belts, maybe, maybe two blue belts or something that just got promoted. So I did, but I just knew like Rodrigo was going to be really good. So I was like, if he's really good, he's going to make me really good. So till about, shoot, what was it? I think it was like Purple Belt, like my second year of Purple Belt. Um, that's when I ran into the boys. Um, I think they they saw me at a tournament. I think they said they saw me at the one where I suplexed that guy and on it. And then they reached out to me and then said, we're like, well, Yeah, we should do some cross training. And then. I went over to their gym and trained with them for a little bit. And then after that, I was like, um, I stopped going over there. And then they, they were telling me to come back. I was like, oh, you should come check out my gym, see Rodrigo. And then they came over, and then he was teaching a lot of good stuff. And yeah, and then after that, we started training. And like the year that they started training, we started training together. It was like, we just we were training every day, all the time, super hard. And then that's when we went to, like, Nogi Worlds that first year and did really well. And then after that, we've just been going
0: Mm-hmm. i remember uh william fought my boy kate
1: yeah that was day. Like that.
0: that was rough to watch that was my first experience with william tackett and i i like you know when you see your be- like one of your best friends get beat and you're like <laughs> immediately want to like have this weird hatred for someone else then william come up to me and said oh hey man it's so nice to meet you thank you so much for the fight and i'm like i hate that i like this kid already like, that's the very first <laughs> sentence he says to me And then, uh, yeah, from then on, it was just easy to to like you guys.
1: Yeah, William's always been a killer, man. I mean, like, I remember that year he was in the juvenile, and I was like, man, this is not even fun to watch, because he was just, like, smashing everybody and, like, stubbing everybody so quick. I was like, he's not even, like, competing out there
0: today. Yeah, he was beating up my friends, so you can complain if you like. He's crazy.
2: Do you want to talk a little bit about Rodrigo as a coach? Because I think... I mean, I've heard of him before, but I think a lot of people, um, who are like only familiar with like the top coaches in the game don't maybe don't know a lot about him.
1: Mm -hmm. He's from, uh, he's over uh, from, uh, Brazil. He's a, he's a black belt under Leo Vera. So he used to train a lot with all those guys back in Brazil. And, um, he, he ended up going over to London out of when he got his black, once he got his black belt, he went to London and started teaching over there for a while and stuff didn't work out. Then he ended up coming over to um Texas and he got posted up in this gym over here in Austin. Then he was i think he was only there for like maybe maybe like a year and a half or something. And then he decided to get his own gym. But I mean, yeah, he's he's trained with like all the good guys like from back in the day, you know, under Gabon, all the like all those guys. They've been in the same room with him, you know. So and he's got he's got second place. I think it was like Master Worlds and one Brazilian nationals he's he's got a lot of credentials he's really smart too and he's still like he's crazy he's like 200 and like 15 pounds and he can still do backflips and do crazy stuff he's insane man how old is he he's 38 38 he's as old as my professor
0: why is yeah. every jiu-jitsu coach 38 years old
1: i don't know it's the magic Freaking, number.
0: hodger gracie andre <laughs> Galvao, my coach your coach they're all 38
1: the magic number right
0: there the magic number. <laughs> when you're 38 you're nuts
1: yeah you're still gonna be a beast I can't
0: wait to be masters four <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding hey
1: that's only masters, masters two. You. i know i know i know
0: Danny. <laughs> first of all cody how old do you think danny is mm,
1: 20 30 31. Oh years. man. No. Dude, he did it.
2: He did it. You're the it. first person to ever guess it right. Very 31 first person. Yeah. This is actually a
0: momentous occasion. Did not Forget think you're smart. gonna get it.
2: Grand prize <laughs> winner. And that's like not even a
0: really important question, but you just made my day.
2: Whatever. You nailed it. You
0: nailed it. All right, cool.
2: So have you had a chance to uh, cross train with any of the other like check mat academies? Because like you said, like Leo Vieira has his academy and uh, I think it's in Southern California. But there's like a lot of really good check mat schools. So have you had oh, a chance yeah. to like cross train with any any of those coaches or those guys?
1: Yeah, when I was like, because uh, when I was a blue belt and even purple belt, like I was training all by, I was training by myself pretty much just with Rodrigo. And then some of the guys that were at the gym, like I said, we only really had like, at the time, like white belts, blue belts. And so I was like going, I was going to tournaments and people were like putting me in Dela and Berlin Bolos and like I had no idea how to defend them because I just don't ever get those looks in the classroom. Then I started to, um, Rodrigo sent me over to California. So like when we do the Worlds, the Checkmat HQ would have like a huge camp. So it'd be like a bunch of people from Brazil or all the Checkmats from everywhere. We'd all be in the same room. So those were always really tough. I'd spend like two, three weeks out there before Worlds. And then and then um, before, actually before I met the boys, I was I was driving all the way to Dallas. And I'd stay there for like a week, like every month. And I would train with uh, Mateus Gabriel, the guy who won the checkmate. He won the, the Worlds. And I was like, and he was in, like I just got my uh, purple belt. And he was still a blue belt. And then I went over there and they're like, you need to go train with this guy. Like, he's gonna be really good. And yeah, the first time I rolled with Gabriel, man, he bowled me and choked me in probably like eight seconds. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was staying with Gabriel and his coach, Kayser for, uh, I just stayed there for like a week every month. And then, so yeah, I always got some, I would, I would try to go find some good training. If I couldn't find, if I couldn't get it, I would go find it. And, um, and every time before worlds, I would always go to California and stay out there for like three weeks train with all those guys so yeah but now i haven't in a while like i I want to because of covid and stuff but i definitely want to go training over in cali again with some of those checkmate guys
2: yeah i was gonna ask you if you trained with uh samuel the guy because we we had him on the podcast and he's obviously a beast too so i think that'd be really cool for you guys to train with him (laughs) those would be some sick rounds
1: yeah those guys he's he's super tough you know it's funny man he don't look tough because he's kind of like he's smaller he's like very baby face looking. But that guy dude, he's so tough. He's super tough. He has a brother as well. He's he, he can he's good. I think he got like second uh, brown belt worlds.
2: Yeah, like that. Yeah, I think really he's in tough. he's in California, he mentioned, with uh mm-hmm. Lucas Leitch.
1: Yeah, they over at La Habra, they're all like I think he's like teaching classes or something over there. But those are those guys are really good.
0: Notice you've been training
1: a lot with John Combs so He's been coming down to Brazilian Fight Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, in Texas. Yeah, he does. He am like, "Why are you in Texas?" He's like, ah, I don't know, Cody. I'm just I'm just wherever the wind takes me." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're crazy." He's <laughs> living cool Dog, Yeah. <laughs> he's living. <laughs> that guy, he that just, guy is a wild character. He is. He's he's interesting. He's I mean, hilarious. So funny. Like
0: you don't even realize doing a podcast, you meet and you get to know like people how they are like off the mat, you know? yeah like meeting you guys like you you and the tackets are so much in common with me that it like mm-hmm. it's easy it makes sense right <laughs> when i hung out with john Coleman, <laughs> and Jits King dude i was this guy's like re- he like rented a car we gotta have him back on the show but he he rents a car and he's like driving it like trying to scare
1: me he's like oh that's too fast for you <laughs> like,
0: like yeah, yeah. stop <laughs> drop me out of my hotel now <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, when John Combs is in the room, you know, you know, he, he's in the room. You can hear him <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> joke
0: during our match. Like he was like, he would like speak Portuguese with a with like an American accent. He'd be like, seem like that yeah, for yes. Yeah, yeah. After we fought, he's like, oh, man. Oh, I'm I'm going to throw up. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're yeah, making me feel better. But then <laughs> we were friends afterwards. But I was upset because like, dude, stop trying to joke. Like I lost to you
1: yeah <laughs> now I no. heck yeah yeah he's 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 cool he's a cool guy he just he just travels all over it seems and he just trains with really cool people and mm-hmm. he's that jujitsu lifestyle yeah he's a pretty cool dude
2: yeah so so i keep forgetting is the is it the west coast or the east coast trials that are the ones coming up first <sighs> i think
0: it's east coast i think yeah. i think um he, uh, Mo has announced some of them. Let's look. I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. Um, but I know that no Mo has been doing you know more and more to try to announce the trials. The trials 2019. Oh, it's the trials 2019. What the heck? They haven't updated this page since 2019, brother. Oh, this is the official Instagram. But um, yeah, the
2: um. I want to say the East Coast are first.
0: I think they're gonna be first because uh, I think LA is still a little. Rough yeah. Too.
2: So are you guys planning on doing the the East Coast trials and then potentially the West Coast too? Mm-hmm. Hopefully we
1: don't have to do the West Coast because we'll win. But yeah, I mean definitely if we don't if we don't win, we're definitely doing the second one for sure. But um, I hope I'm hoping that they have it in Texas. I mean they still said it's going to be in Jersey, but I, I saw like Tom DeBlasio posted. He said like they're going to have to check your uh, temperature there are there's no spectators they're gonna let certain people in i'm like that sucks they should just come to texas you know texas is like i don't know texas seems like it's pretty normal over here i always forget that we're in COVID until like i go to the stores and everyone's wearing masks but besides that like everything seems to like be opening up i was just in dallas and dallas is like same so Mm -hmm. slowly slowly but surely hopefully people are just getting over this that's
0: true well, uh, November seventh, twenty twenty, is the uh, projected date of the trials. So
2: November seventh, okay. November seventh. That's, that's coming up pretty quick. So you said seventy seven. Um, JT's obviously been like the king of that division the past couple ADCCs. Are there like specific matchups or guys that you like kind of keep your eye on and study their game, or anyone that you'd like really like to fight in the seventy seven kilo division?
1: Um, not too much. I mean. I don't know. I don't No one really like sticks out to me. I mean, obviously I would like to get a match with like Gary Tonin cause he's like super entertaining and yeah. it just would be so fun to fight him. But you know, not really to me. I it don't matter. Like I just want to win the tournament and, and whoever I have to fight, then I'll have to fight. I mean, my <clears throat> my strategy kind of stays the same with a lot of people, like, like play, especially at the ADCs. Like, when I went to the ADCs last year, like, to the actual event, I watched, like, all the fights. And from what I could see, it was a ton of wrestling and, like, a lot of back takes. And there was leg locks. There's definitely a lot of leg locks, too. But it's not something that, like, you, like, that it's, like, freaking me out, you know? And we're We're practicing the leg locks here anyway, so... We got William just snatching legs, anyways. So I feel like I'll be all right by then. But definitely, it's a lot of wrestling. So if you're like a guard puller and stuff, like you definitely got to start working on your wrestling because
2: that's that's key. ADC. Yeah, I felt like in '77, it was like JT who did a lot more wrestling, Gary who obviously <clears throat> has a lot of wrestling, Dante trains his wrestling a lot. Yeah. I think Wagner's going up to '88, but um, obviously him, um, Leprey uh Lachlan I feel like was the only guy who was really focusing on leg locks at 77 but it seemed like everyone else was doing doing a lot of wrestling
1: yeah and I mean like Tolkieno he was like by far the best wrestler in that division and everybody else was just mainly guard players and then he ended up winning the whole thing you know so I think definitely wrestling is key for sure for ADCs which is okay with me you know
0: Tolkieno was 77 I thought he was
1: I mean, he, 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 he was yeah, yeah, he he won the '66, but mm-hmm. he but he's like by far the best wrestler in that. Out of the '66, you know? yeah. So he just kind of like I feel like he kind of just controlled the whole every fight and won every fight pretty yeah,
2: well. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because like he was obviously coming off his MMA career and stuff, so he was really work probably really working on his wrestling during that that time period, oh. and just oh, transitioned yeah. really perfectly to ADCC. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he definitely was one of my picks to win that division.
0: For sure. Yeah, and he was, like, really, like, not given much of a chance by a lot of media outlets, which is kind of weird to
2: insane, me. insane, yeah. he already well, won it he, once, right? He, well, he was a World champion, and so he, he never won ADCC, but he was, I don't think, because I think the year before was Cobrina, 2017 was Cobrina, 2015 was either Kobrinya and Hoffa. I think they were yeah. going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, yeah
1: but still I mean he's just he's in the UFC doing well I think he's over at one now i mean he's putting on and you know he's doing really well so it's crazy that people aren't really like praising him more yeah yeah
0: he he won um the world nogi championship in 2012 2015 won ADCC Worlds 2019 IBJJF worlds 2013 and other than that yeah he hadn't uh he hadn't won ADCC. he had an invite that's cool yeah Get invited to it
2: Jake, what do you think about the 77-kilo division since you've been studying ADCC a lot?
0: You know, dude, I think um, Lachlan, it, he, he brings a very interesting mix to that division. Let's say he does it again. Seeing him take out the absolute division makes me think that perhaps um, the upper weight classes don't really have that good of an answer for that kind of game, and the lower weight classes do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lepre is a really good example of someone who's incredibly hard to sweep. I think Gary Tonin against JT, like, I think he figured out what to do, like, towards the end of the fight. And it was too little too late because you saw him go for that crazy knee bar. You saw him really, like, amount a really good offense towards the end. JT is obviously undeniably the best guy in that division statistically, I think. But, I mean, with the the introduction of Cody and and grapplers like Cody – it's gonna be a very interesting division. I see the I don't know how Dante even makes seventy seven. That guy is a brick. Um he's yeah. definitely gonna be interesting. I think Wagner moving up to 88's a little weird, to be honest, because that's a lot of weight to give up. Like that's basically yeah. I mean you're fighting kind of an absolute division if you're cutting to seventy seven and then you have to gain to eighty eight. Wagner's yeah. not a super huge dude. You know what I mean? He's not I don't even I think he's your height, right, Cody?
1: yeah he might be a little bit taller he's I definitely taller. Like, he, he's like taller? definitely longer in the arms for sure yeah but he has a yeah. more frame to put the muscle on but
0: do you want to put the muscle on i mean he's not like he did bad he made it to the finals you know it's he did yeah, he, he did I'm, a good job at at uh, his his respective weight class yeah so, i'm
1: not i'm not sure uh i mean he's gonna fight shanji here soon so it'll be a good like yeah. little crazy he's gonna fight Zanji. Yeah, so he's going to uh, he's gonna go with him. So if he does really well with him or wins that, I will say, yeah, go to 88. But, I mean, I think wherever he goes, he's going to do really well. But I feel like at 77, he would just have a lot of answers for people, you know? Like, for sure. He's, he's like a veteran, and he's fucking he's really good.
2: Did you happen to watch the Gary Tone and Dante match at Who's yeah. Number One?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy match. That was super technical. It was nice. It was like, ugh. I was scared to watch. Those guys were good.
2: Yeah, they there were a lot of like really crazy transitions in that match, and uh, uh, it was kind of it was kind of hard to to score. I felt like based on yeah. like the fight to win rules, just because you know the whole point thing for the submissions. I still haven't quite figured that out, but that was a really fun match. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh the fight to win rules are very interesting. It's kind of like you can like I've seen matches go so many different ways, like. I've seen I've seen someone like take this person down, pass their guard, go to side control, and then literally the person on bottom from side control grabs their arm, stretches their arm out, doesn't even bend the arm, just stretches it out and <clears throat> just starts like putting pressure, and then the person rips their arm out, mounts <clears> them, <throat> and then the person who took them down ended up losing. You know, like the rules are a little crazy to me, but you know it, it is what it is.
0: Look at that freaking what was it what was it Cade Ratolo versus Ethan Krennlinsten. Yeah. Man, worst decision I've seen in my entire yeah. life. I've, yeah. I, I was watching it in my hotel room the night before. I think it was Jits King. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I couldn't believe my eyes. As it, was, yeah. it was ridiculous. But that's, I, I guess, if you look at it on a surface level, that's right. the rule, man. Like, you yeah. have to fight according to the rules.
1: Yeah, but it's just, it's crazy too because it's like, I'm not dogging on some of the refs either, but some of the refs don't even, they're like IBJF refs. They don't even do submission only type thing so when someone grabs on a leg that's not even a tight heel hook because the knee lines out but they're still pulling on the leg they're like oh that's a that's a those are five i'm gonna give them five points for that sub. it's like well he was never even in danger you know he just was holding his foot like or people who just grab the foot and rip the foot out of like just out of nowhere and then they they think you know it's crazy but i mean those are the kind of like, you know, you know, the rule set going in. So when you're fighting someone, it's really hard. I mean, you just got to sub them, but it's hard to sub people sometimes, you know, especially when you're fighting a really talented person. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I felt like that heel hook example was really good because I do see that all the time They'll Someone will like grab the foot and they'll just like kind of make it look like they're going for a heel hook, but their knee, the opponent's knee isn't even in, in their like locked up yeah. in their legs. So it's like not even close to getting the submission. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it's 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 strange it's kind of it's a scary thing to play with and then they 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 reward points for slams so you can like pick them up in the guard slam them down and like oh you get one point for that And it's like okay that's all right
0: (laughs) yeah that could be the difference between winning and losing is a arbitrary slam it's definitely interesting you know danny going back to your adcc question i'm looking at the bracket what was for adcc 2019 Dude, it's like – there was Jay-Z Torres, Ross Nichols, John Combs, DJ Jackson, Gary Tonin, Hinato Canuto, Oliver Taza, Lucas Lepre, Lachlan Giles, Dante Leone, Jonathan Satava, Wagner Hocha, Sergio Tulio, Edwin, and Celso, Vin- Celso Vinicius. That's a crazy bracket. I only didn't know one guy, and that was Mateus <laughs> Gamrot. I don't – dude, that is – like that's not one not one easy round not one round where you're like oh dude let me uh (laughs) there's a a couple but in the semifinals or in the quarterfinals no way every fight from then on is going to be hard so dude Mm -hmm. the 77 kilo division is stacked
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's that's for to me i feel like 77 is one of the most stacked because Mm -hmm. all those guys are huge names all those guys for the most part know how to wrestle do leg locks, play guard, you know, they could do everything. And then, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a nasty, uh, it's a nasty division right there.
2: Yeah, I feel like 77 and 88, everyone's really well-rounded. Like mm-hmm. I think in, in 66, I mean, people are, are good at guard and passing, but, um, they usually have like a strength. Like, like you said, Tankino's really good at, he has a good, obviously an amazing guard too, but he's really good at the wrestling and the guard passing. And then you have like Paul Meow, who's like more of a guard player, Nicky Ryan, that type of thing
0: yeah exactly it's crazy to think about
2: <laughs> what about the uh the 88 kil- kilogram division jake do you have the list of competitors for that it'll be interesting yeah, to see how uh william matches up with some of them
0: Ooh. okay so craig jones ben dyson wow craig jones mason, and
2: william that would be insane craig
0: jones yeah, would be i think man i have i have i have a i think william would do pretty well but mason fowler valder araujo uh, Rustam Chiziev, John Blank, who's good, uh, Marilo Santana, Keller Locke Suhi. I don't, I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, that Josh is. Hanger, but, but Marilo Santana, Josh Hanger versus Gabriel Meda Adam Wardzinski, and Michael Perez, Mateos Denise who was the champion, versus Pedro Marino, Gabriel Arges, and Alec Balding. Gabriel Arges was 88 kilos. Why wasn't he 77? Oh, he doesn't like cutting weight. that weight, he doesn't like cutting yeah. that weight. I remember we, I talked to him about that. He said he, uh, he'll he never <laughs> – he said, and I quote, for as long as I live, I will never cut that weight again. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. We're, okay, dude. <laughs> but I said – and that was like to me in person. So, yeah, I don't think he'll ever do that again.
2: Yeah. So how, do you think, uh, how, how do you think William fits into that bracket? Because I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, I think a lot of those guys are pretty big. I don't know how big William is, but um, so, is he getting close to that size?
1: yeah he's getting there he's he he just floats like he had to make uh 185 uh this weekend which was pretty easy for him like he just skipped breakfast you know but um he he's getting there he's sitting i think around like 187 88 um he might even be a little bit heavier like maybe maybe almost 190 but yeah he's he's slowly but surely he's getting that big and by next year, two years, he'll naturally just be that big. Like he's just growing.
0: Yeah, so, he, uh, he's clean bulking, right? Like completely, like he's just eating mm-hmm. so clean. Every day he's posting what he's eating, uh, which I think is hilarious by the way, because he always eats the same stuff, but he, uh, <laughs> he's eating super clean. And I'm like, yeah, that's gonna take a while because he's training and he's lifting and he's young. He's like 20 years yeah. old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a well, kid's not even old enough to drink alcohol. And he's out here trying to gain up to 195, which is insane. But how do you feel yeah. like? He, okay, let, let let me throw you a question, Cody. How do you think he stacks up against competitors like the bigger ones, like the Mason Fowlers, the the BB Monsters, the uh, the Josh Hangers, Jones, Adam Wardzinski, Craig Jones? Not big though. Like I I mean big in size. Oh, size, like size wise. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm I thought you meant like big like, names. Wardzinski competes at super heavy. Denise yeah. competes at like the top of medium heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. competitors like that. I think – I have my opinion. I want to hear yours.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he's – like, it's hard to say, you know, but I think he's going to do really well just because he – is so good at fighting bigger guys like he's really good at not getting smashed not being in bad positions he's really good at changing angles while he's playing guard and then it's like and he and what, how he does is he lulls a lot of people into his game and then he snatches leg locks on him or he snatches the back and i mean if you give him a position he's he normally doesn't lose it like mm-hmm. and then his passing i mean you saw when he if, fought uh tex johnson i mean he like just ate through his guard like nothing yeah. you know like that's yeah, not what dude. he does to, that's what he does to big guys like and he, he was, was big... rocked
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah and he was half
1: half out of it you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so he's magic that. <laughs> but that's that's what he does man and then it's, it's and the people that give him more trouble or um kind of like the more scrappier guys who are like that can move with him and like be quick like and things like that like but big guys who try to smash him, they try to overpower him. Normally, does not work very well. Like he just he finds it. He finds it, and he sneaks around. Like he's gonna, he's gonna. Him and Andrew, they're they're both gonna be doing some crazy things here soon. Mm-hmm.
0: And my my opinion heavily mirrors that, and it's gonna lead to no question about you too. I think that like the competitors who are heavier, it's gonna be almost like I think Lachlan Giles was kind of a a, a like. He served to be, in my mind, like a generic blueprint for how younger or uh, not younger, lighter competitors can handle going in stronger competitors. Because you see him, he was not using a lot of energy. It
1: was
0: like kind of how William grapples where he will use energy he needs and energy that's efficient. So that's why the body lock, like he'll get a body lock and it's like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have let him get this tight. Not. Oh dear! How did I let him get this tight? You know what I mean. It's
1: it's yeah.
0: It's kind of like you got lulled. That's what Lachlan would do too. For uh, I wanted to ask: Are there any things that like you notice about your game that you are actively working to improve in regards to this run at ADCC? Because I believe you did the ADCC 2018 trials, no? Yes,
1: yeah, so I did that. I did um, I did the that one in uh, Jersey. Uh, I I tried to go up and wait. Um I didn't. I wasn't as, like, focused. I was like, ah, I'm just going to go compete and do well and just whatever for the experience. You know, I'll win it, I'll win it another time. That's kind of what the mentality I had in it. So, I didn't do well. I think I lost, like, third round or something like that or some – yeah, I can't remember. But then the trials after that, I was going go to go back down to my normal weight, which was 77. But I ended up, like, breaking my ankle off, so I didn't get to do that. So, that sucked. Oh, um gosh. But, yeah, I mean, I know I know a lot of things I need to work on and I'm slowly closing the gap. Uh, Leg locks are getting closed up and and um, my submission game is getting tighter. I didn't get to do much of the submission stuff with I wanted to do with Garmo, but it's all right. I'll just save it for the next time. And I have. Yeah, I got some things working, but obviously I'm definitely working a lot more on my wrestling, too wrestling is going to be a big key for this one. Yeah, your wrestling
0: looked on point uh, versus Garmo. I didn't think you were going to leg lock those thunder thighs. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I definitely saw the wrestling working. You were working that wrestling really well. So it was
2: good to see. I wanted to yeah. ask you about the the Alec Balding match too because I think he he won the the East Coast Trials at 88 kilos I believe last year mm-hmm. or last time they did it and uh, you had an amazing match with him at the Who's Number One event so do you want, did that like match give you like a lot of confidence for ADCC knowing that he was like a veteran he had already won the trials he's 88 and you're gonna do 77 so
1: yeah that's uh it was good because like that was a month like I I competed Alec with Alec Balding then I went to Florida. And then after that, I did the submission underground. And then after that, I fought uh, Wagner. And it was good that I got <clears throat> Alec Balding first because I was like fired up, ready to go. And then, um, but I knew I knew I could like out wrestle him. Like I don't know, like normally, like if I'm fighting like, a shorter, stockier person, I feel pretty good to wrestle them because I can control the distance well. Um, but I just I just was gonna put a pace on him, and uh, once I once I did that and. I think he started to get tired in the match then it was all good from there. But yeah, that gave me definitely gave me a lot of confidence going into the trials just because he's gonna his style, how he won the trials, because I watched all his matches, it's kind of the style I was doing, <laughs> just with a lot more submission attempts and a lot more leg locks and stuff like that. hmm
0: Yeah, I, I didn't I actually I didn't even think about that. I know that you guys, uh you guys have taken considerable steps towards making uh, no gi jiu jitsu more of a priority than gi jiu jitsu but i didn't even think about the significance of beating somebody in a big tournament like because who's number one's a big it's it's painted to be a big deal i think it would be um foolish to say that it's there's not more quote unquote on the line in a tournament like that uh, especially since it's like, oh, it's who's number one? There's a lot of effort put into it, a lot of production value. There's a lot of hype around it. Uh, it kind of almost paints it like, okay, this is, a, this is a fight like the finals of ADCC Trials. But now you beat a guy who's ADCC Trials, and that was earlier this year, and you've already been making so many more improvements. I think I'm, I'm very excited, dude. I'm just like, every time I interview somebody who's going to do the ADCC Trials, I'm always like, <sighs> I get super, super duper pumped. So I'm excited, dude. This is going to oh, yeah. be sick. I'm excited for you guys.
1: Yeah, I definitely like I have I have a lot of confidence going into the trials, and um, yeah, I think like I said, Williams Williams doing the 88, I'm doing 77, and Andrew's doing 66, and I feel like definitely like I feel in my heart that we're all three of us are gonna win on the same day. That's gonna be crazy because I don't see anybody at uh, 66 beating Andrew and 88. Uh, I don't know about that either for William. I think he's gonna run through and. Demolish, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy day. Hopefully, we can all three win though.
2: That'll be
0: yeah. That would be that would be crazy.
2: Yeah. What do you think about the uh, ADCC rule set? Because I think recently we've been talking a little bit about like the no points period and how we're not sure if we're fans of that yet. I'm still kind of undecided. But what do you think of of the ADCC rules?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely. I think I was talking to William about it the other day. I can't remember. We were talking about how the rule set or different rule sets should be, but I would say I definitely favor that rule set more than um, a lot of other rule sets, you know, that that happen or that are going around. But it's definitely, it's the way it's set up, it's definitely a good rule set for people to honestly sometimes stall. And sometimes, uh, you know, if you're a good wrestler, it's it's a really good rule set for you. I definitely see like a lot of stalling sometimes, Um, and you only see like a lot of good action at the end. Like, man, what what is this? What is this guy? James James Brasco, I think. Oh um, yeah. I was fuck man. I'd watch his (laughs) matches, and they were just the most boring matches ever. Like he would like he would like wrestle. Like he was so he was so he's so good at wrestling. He would stall, 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 and then, like, 15 seconds, he'd hit, like, the sickest, like, inside trip or something and then take him down, you know? So that's the only problem with that rule set, and I see that a lot, you know, but I'll probably end up doing that sometimes if I have to as well. So I guess it is what it is. You uh, like Third Coast rule set? Um, I would say I do because for the people that are on the side on the like on the side watching like this is how I am like when I'm watching a jujitsu match like if you go to IBJF and you're like oh man Bushesha about to go he's about to fight this beast it's about to be sick everyone's all hyped up and then they go go and there's 10 minutes on the clock and then they just sit there they're like fuck that I'm not gonna go like I got 10 minutes you know I'm just gonna sit here and they just stand there you know and then but like the third coach will say, like they're like all right go and it's like They have like that uh, mercy rule, like twelve points, and it's over. So sometimes you see the guys like really trying to get that mercy rule and sub them. And then if it doesn't work out, then they go to overtime. And then like normally, like when I'm when I'm watching Third Coast, like if the guys are not really doing much during regulation, uh, they're like, all right, boom, overtime. And then there'll be like two minutes on the clock, and I'm like, all right, I can at least watch two minutes of this because whoever scores first is gonna win, you know. But there seems like you know they've had some some uh issues here and there with some of the like uh referees decisions and things like that but you know it's hard there's so many different rules in jujitsu it's crazy like you could fight this guy and you'd be like yeah he beat me and then you find him in a different rule set and then you'll kill him you know it's it's crazy
0: okay what do you think is the best rule set then
1: man i don't know uh I would say what I like to do, I like to, I like to compete on third coast. You know, you got to, you get the mercy rule. You can kind of open up your game. You can maybe, if you want to play guard, get past, it doesn't matter. And then get to try things out. <laughs> uh, and then you go into the golden rule point and then whoever scores, you know, whoever scores first wins. And that's, I like that, you know?
0: Okay. It's funny, I thought, (laughs) he said, yeah, if you want to open up your guard and get (laughs) past People who love baseball bat jokes
1: will love that. They'll be like, yes, I (laughs) love that. But I do like the the ADC rules, though, you know, too. I mean, if I had to watch, I'd be like probably like those two rule sets, I guess. Yeah,
2: Yeah, the only thing about the third coast that sometimes is a little bit tricky, I think, is the golden score, just because like, I feel like if someone's up like nine nothing and then yeah. they just lose by like a sweep or something and the golden score, it's kind of kind of tough. But I do I do like how they have the mercy rule. That's like my favorite thing about the the third mm-hmm. coast rules because it still like rewards position on like fight to win and For position's sure. obviously like still important and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like people when they're making rule sets, they sometimes bring bring up like MMA and how like. You know, they're trying to make it the most realistic, but if you think about, like, yeah. the positioning, the reason the back and the mount are good is because they're good in MMA. That's why they yeah, score the
1: most, so. For yeah. sure. I, like, I think, honestly, like, a good rule set would just be, like, like sometimes how MMA fighters, you know, are, like, fight to win. They're, like, all right, they have three judges. You should just judge how the fight looks. Like, if this guy is getting his guard passed for, for like, like, 20 times, but the guy had kind of, like, a... Uh, leg lock attempt but the guy gets out and then he says he's getting mauled again the guy who's getting mauled should lose you know like if it's an MMA fight if he's getting mounted 20 times that's not a good spot to be in an MMA fight you know I think that's how they should kind of look or just look at who's who's controlling the fight who's pushing the fight who's dominating the fight who's having more success and I think that's how maybe they should look at it instead of like rewarding slam points or or something i don't know or trying to do a judge thing i don't know it's hard because like i said there's like a hundred different sets in jujitsu now so
2: yeah, yeah. the I judge's you, decision oh go ahead jake
0: i'm no, sorry i was just gonna say like i just had this idea if you just get five referees who understand jiu and you get them to come to a, a consensus like it could be three to two get them to come to a consensus on who won the fight it would be more fair than having like this weird awkward yeah confusing submission rule, yeah. like fight to win
2: i was gonna say i feel i feel like you almost have to have a point system like maybe you don't publish it to the people like the viewers or anyone watching but like without that it's like one one ref might be like an ibjjf guy and say like oh this guy would have won IBJJF rules and the yeah. other one might have a different opinion about like you know submissions being worth more or whatever so i feel like they they almost need to like keep track even if they don't want to like tell the competitors what the score is because they want to encourage more submissions i feel like they almost have to have some sort of like criteria at least
1: yeah because i definitely like how fight Twin has three refs and then he raised the flags like right on the spot like i do like that but i just wish that they would just maybe look at the fight as a whole thing like who's pushing who's trying to be more aggressive, who's just kinda of sitting on their back and trying to look for like subs off of their back and side control or they you know, they just don't do much. Like it's it's kinda it's kind of strange, but I mean that's how they do it in MMA. Like who's who's controlling the octagon, who's landing more punches, who's being more aggressive, you know, who's more messed up looking. I don't know. Like Yeah
2: it's just <laughs> damage. It's, it looks like they yeah. had an awful
1: day. Yeah. So <laughs> i think that's how it should be but i mean you know whatever i'll just keep fighting in all these crazy rule
2: sets
0: we don't really have a choice do we like all right <laughs> day yeah. of day.
2: so do you have any plans uh, to ever go into mma because i know you did the combat jujitsu uh tournament and you won that which is obviously proves the effectiveness of your jujitsu like if strikes were added so is that something you want to do one day after adcc
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I've always still had MMA in the back of my mind. And um, it's funny because one day I was like, yeah, you can come do the combat. I was like, ooh, that's going to be sick. Like, this will be <laughs> a, definitely like, let, let's see if I'll like this. Like, let's see if I like getting hit or if I like to hit people or something. And, yeah, I, I was it was really fun. I definitely want to do MMA in the future. Um, I've done some stand-up back in the day for, like, a few years. But then I, put it, I stopped doing it just because jiu-jitsu has been kicking off so hard. But definitely want to do some mma in the future i think it'd be pretty fun but i want to do like one good hard run see how it feels see what it looks like if i'm like taking l's then definitely probably not but i think i think it'd be fun
2: yeah i think one of the cool things nowadays is that even if you decided you didn't want to like pursue mma after a few fights you could still fall back on jiu-jitsu have an academy Mm -hmm. or like compete in the pro events and make some money that way
1: yeah for sure and I definitely want to, that's what that would be kind of my goal is just to take some fights, do well, do, and I'd still do some jujitsu jitsu super <laughs> fights. Um, hopefully I'll, like, I'll have a gym or something. But yeah, I, I definitely would like to take some MMA fights. I want to wait maybe till I get a little bit older maybe or something. Um, just keep on doing jiu-jitsu, try to win all the things that I want to win at jujitsu, jitsu and then move on and try to see what else I can snag.
0: It's funny, Seth. I really, we, like, we like, we summoned Seth Daniels. He like messaged me just now for the first time in a while. I was like, oh mm-hmm. wow.
1: We talking <laughs> <It's like>, oh, shit
0: about my rules. set. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. But dude. I, I love the way Seth Daniels explains the rule of the tournaments. It's hilarious. <laughs> have you ever been to a fight, win, Danny? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have, you have. But like, he even, he'll <laughs> like, hey, uh, parents, cover your ears, and then he'll say the f word as loud as he can, and you're like, wow, this guy is insane. What is it like competing at the same venue and only being able to go to a certain like? Cause you've competed on Who's Number One, you competed on Fight to Win like twice since this quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it like only going to Gillies? <laughs> what is <laughs> Gillies?
1: <laughs> It's like a, what it's like a, killing? it's like a big country bar or something like that. Ew, yeah, really? It's like it's, country bar? <laughs> I think so, or something like that. It's like a, it's where like people go and play band, like it's a band thing. But they have like two different, so they have like two different rooms. So when I fought Alec ba- Balding, I fought him in the other room, which is a smaller room. And then I fought him in, uh, this time, uh, with Garmo, I fought in a different room. Same place, just different room, so. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I worked at a country bar, I don't want to go back to a country bar. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> fun. hmm
0: Do you have, okay, do you have anybody that you would like to kind of meet in a super fight setting, like anybody on your mind that you'd like, because I mean, okay, beating Garmo, Garmo is, um, I feel like he's a little lesser known, but he's great. Like, if you don't yeah. know Garmo, that guy beat uh, Devontae Johnson, uh, yeah. <laughs> not only beat him, not beat him, him, beat him, but choked him. Yeah, hey, he's a fantastic Nogi competitor. He's had a lot of awesome wins. Um, Any of you had success against Alec Balding? You're going up. You're moving up. You're working hard. Is there anybody you think, man, I'd love to have a match with that guy? That you, that, not like a call-out, but like, man, I would love to have that opportunity.
1: Um, I think it'll happen one day but um definitely with gary for sure just uh you know i like to i want to see where i'm at and i know he's like the top guy right now and so yeah i want to see where i'm at with that and um also i'm sure like i think fighting one of the Tolos would be really fun like they're just oh, yeah. so scrappy they're so scrambly they just go 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 the whole time and yeah, I got to if I'm going to fight them, I got to fight them now before they get too big, you know. <laughs> they're going to yeah. like out they're like already almost outgrowing me, I think. So um yeah, you know, d- to me honestly, it really don't matter like who I fight. As long as the guy like wants to like kind of exchange with me, do some takedowns, scramble, uh, like those are the guys like I'll definitely like fight. Even if I like no one knows who they are, I most likely probably will know who they are because like I'm like a jujitsu nerd. I know all like kind of the competitors. Like Garmo's super tough, but yeah, not a lot so of people tough. know about him, you know? And so that's kinda how it is. <laughs> it's kinda weird I, like that.
2: I love not how you said the Rutolos. Ty Rutolo yeah. would be incredible. Heck yeah. I have,
0: no. I have an idea for a match that it doesn't it doesn't quite fit your fancy of people who are crazy like you, but <laughs> He has had success in the Gi on the Fight to Win stage. He is the Fight to Win champion of a certain weight class. And he uh, is named Edwin Najmi. I think that'd be a fun one because he, yeah. 77 kilos, he went and I think he lost to Hocha. He beat his first—no, no, no. He he lost to Celso. Hocha fought Celso, right? I think I remember
2: that. Yeah. He lost yeah. to uh, Gary in the Open he class. He also lost
0: to Gary in the Open class but he's been seeing a lot of Seth in the gi and then that could be your feed into gary
1: yeah yeah for sure i think i think seth uh like he offered me him one time i said yeah sure let's do it and like all right it's in the gi i was like yeah no i'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, and it I went, and i was like he's like what about i was like what about no though? and then he said like um he was only doing uh, Gi right now at the time. And then same thing. Like, I think he even said something like, yeah, I'm only going to do Gi right now. I said, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's a killer in the Gi. I definitely yeah. don't want to fight him in the Gi.
0: Like like how you're doing only no Gi? I'm only doing Gi right now. I, yeah. I, after I lost to Combs, dude, I realized just how bad I am at no Gi. <laughs> I, I mean, mean you talked before Combs. You were like, hey, just do this, this, and this, and you'll be fine. And then I got into the fight. I was, like, formulating my game plan. I got out there and I was like, I don't know how to do this. this,
1: this <laughs> like, I was
0: like, how do I apply what Cody told me? I was, like, yeah. <laughs> I was just so like worked up because I was like, I don't know how to get into this guy's leg right now. It's yeah, amazing.
1: it's 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 tough now, man. It's like it is. It's starting to like kind of teeter where it's like you can, you want to focus on one more, you know, just one at a time. Especially if you're like, like like for me, like I started jujitsu when I was like. 18 or something like that so like trying to be a gi world champion is going to be tough you know but no gi, there's like it's still evolving you know leg locks are like coming in and all that shit so it's like i'm just gonna focus on the nogi as of right now but maybe maybe later i could take like a fight or go do, i want to do like a tournament in the gi i definitely going to fight in the gi as a black belt but um i don't know when <laughs> i don't know when that'll
2: be I agree. I, I think it's like almost like two different sports now, like especially with the different rule sets, like IBJJF preparation <clears throat> versus ADCC preparation. It's not really going to look that similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Like like I'd say, like one of my strongest things I have is wrestling, and it doesn't really help me much in the gi when the guy can pull guard and then I'm like literally playing into his best game, you know. And I, some, and some of the guys, man, like like even Jake's guard, like they're just they're just so hard to pass. Like those Jake's guard Brazilian, all those Brazilian guys, like their guards are just like when I look at their gi guards, I'm like I don't know if I can get past that thing. <laughs> they <thing laughs> look gnarly.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, and and no-gi, super hard to pass. <laughs> in nogi,
0: I was like, okay, I have, I feel like I have good guard retention, but no aggression. Like I don't like, I want to get under the leg and I was fighting John. I felt like if I get my head close to him, he's going to guillotine me. So what Ooh. do I even do? I was like, What yeah. do I do from here? We're and right now I'm getting nice. more, I'm actually working my wrestling. Cause I'm like, you know what, dude, if I'm going to fight Nogi, I'm going to need to know how to like get up on a single. I'm going to need to know how to like, you know, keep my head safe. Um, I want to commit more to Nogi like in 2022 2023 because shoot dude like I want to be able to compete adCC as well mm. but uh I need to get on my William tackett and Cody Steele grind and start lifting like a maniac um because I am not heavy William is heavier than me right now believe it or not wow. I am about a foot taller so <laughs> <laughs> my goal is just to never let Andrew Tackett get heavier than me Oh, man. That one my me. No, he won't. No, so will Let it happen. I will not let it happen. I'll <laughs> punch that kid in the face if he pounded. <laughs> Hell
1: everybody. yeah.
2: I did want to get your take on, on his match uh, on Friday because he, he fought a black belt. I think that was – I'm sure he's competed with black belts in, like, smaller tournaments. But as far as I know, that was the first time he fought a black belt at, like, a, a fight to win or something bigger. So, mm-hmm. like, what what I was super, super impressed. I knew he was going to do well, but what did you think of, of his match?
1: um i thought it was really really good you know i mean he it's gonna be hard to break him because like he's like he rolls with like me and william like all the time and we're constantly like getting after him you know but now it's to the point where it's like he's almost getting after us sometimes you know so (laughs) it's like he his confidence too is like he like really believes in himself and that's like that's the scary thing is when you get someone believing in themselves like hardcore it's uh it's going to be hard to stop him, you know. And he's, like, he's got heart for days, too. Like, he like, he, he can, he's got cardio for days. He's he's going to be hard to beat at 66. Like, I think he's going to run through that division. So he already had a fight with uh, Ethan at Jits King in the finals. And, like, they were, it was really, really close. And, like, Andrew's, like, grown a lot, like, physically and uh, his jiu-jitsu, like, a lot.
2: So I don't know. And Ethan's one of like the top contenders in the 66 kilo division too. So yeah, I mean, that's scary. Like you said, like that was when he hadn't even, I mean, obviously he's he hasn't reached his peak at all, but he was even less along his development than, than he is now.
1: Yeah, like, at the time when he was, when he fought Ethan, like, I was still, like, throwing him around pretty, like, decently easy, you know? Like, now, it's not as easy. Like, we, like, we go, we go at it now. Like, I'm, like, pretty much giving him, a, like, my all some most of the time now when we're fighting. So, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna suck to deal with at 66, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. I joke about not liking Andrew Tackett. Funny <laughs> <laughs> joke. Like, William and I, if we're if we're at the same tournament, it's always like, hey, whoever does better has to sit with Andrew because we already know we're yeah. gonna probably hang out. But yeah. uh, I, I'm always like, hey, dude, like when we when we were at Jits King, we were on opposite sides. It's like William, we got to meet in the final, dude. And he's like, yeah, and whoever loses has to sit next to Andrew at dinner. Yeah. Nah, and then we we both, uh, William had suffered an injury against a uh, Pedro. That'd be a cool match too, you and Pedro.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody needs I'm to give sure. that kid his black belt, but. I know he's like freaking <laughs> killing everything, winning winning like these tough tournaments. But he's still a brown belt, you know. Isn't Oliver Taza still a brown belt too?
2: What yeah. he is really? The guy went
0: did –
1: whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <clears> yeah, he might have done
2: the last two ADCCs. Yeah. Are you serious? I think so. I think you did the 2017 one as well.
1: Yeah, I That's think so. I think you're right. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of like honestly like you want to just get your black belt. Like I feel like it holds them back sometimes. Like when you're a brown belt then the black belts have an excuse to say, like, ah, I don't want to fight you, you know, like you're a brown belt or something like like William and Andrew. It's really hard to get actually good fights for them because they're lower belts. You know, they'd be better off just being at black belts right now and they could fight anybody. You know, they can call out anybody and it would just make sense. But nobody wants to take fights with those kids.
2: They should just delete all the gi pictures that they have so no one knows what belt they are. And then just yeah. only compete no gi. <laughs> only compete in all
0: black no gi gear. So yeah. that they yeah. never, no one ever knows what belt they are. I and they're ambitious, dude.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think if they, if they only competed no gi, that maybe that would help them get better fights. But yeah, that's really interesting that you say that, that it's hard for people to want to accept fights with them because it's like, I don't want to lose to a lower belt the bike belts feel like it's a lose-lose even though like skill-wise they're on par oh yeah yeah it's it's crazy
1: too like the like levels of or how different it is like i think like that liz girl she um or clay elizabeth yeah, clay, clay. yeah she um she fought that autos girl girls won the world Louisa. right? Yeah, yeah twice or something like that and then boom he'll he'll hooks her and it's just like what it don't, and she's a brown belt. Like it don't make sense statistically on like paper. It don't make sense, but there's a gap in there, you know. Yeah. So,
0: recently had her on our show in episode uh, third, uh, four four forty forty. We are yeah episode forty. We had uh, Elizabeth Clay on the show. Be sure to check that out.
2: <laughs> yeah, and she's <laughs> fighting Gabby Garcia next, and she just oh, got yeah. a brown belt too. Uh huh. She won when she was 16 years old. She won the trials when she was 16. Wow, pretty, yeah, pretty
1: yeah. nuts. Yeah, dude, yeah, she's a she's a problem. She's gonna do some crazy shit too. I'm sure. <laughs> How old sure. are you, Cody? I'm um, 25. Oh God,
2: you're old. <laughs> I'm the oldest. Don't worry, you're Cody, young. Cody,
0: don't let Danny deceive you. He's the fountain of youth. He's <laughs> actually 72. He just has Benjamin Button's disease. <laughs> 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 That's funny.
2: Jake, did you have any more uh, questions <clears throat> for Cody?
0: You know, man, no. I uh, I usually harass Cody enough when uh <laughs> when when we're mm. when we're in person, but it's it's been a, a real pleasure to see you guys. Like I honestly, um, you guys when I when I first started hanging out with you guys more, you and the Tackets, I noticed that uh, it was really really cool that you guys are pretty much just like me, mm. and it makes me happy to see you guys doing so well. I'm gonna be attending ADCC uh when you guys are there winning, so that's gonna be cool. And uh, I'm gonna try to go to the trials too. I'm gonna see if I can if I can make it down there. But, uh, dude, I'm I'm just really happy for you guys. If you guys need any help with anything, if I'm ever down in Texas, let me know. I'll come down there and train one of these times, and that'll be super fun. uh, I have no further questions.
2: Danny, do you? No, that's all, pretty much all I had. But we just really appreciate your time. Um, it's been like Jake said, I've had an awesome time watching you guys compete and come up and get better every single match. So it's been really cool to see like your evolution, even over the last whatever since quarantine started. You guys have all like made huge jumps in your game. So it's been really cool. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, sure. dude. And tell William Tackett to figure out his schedule because we have been trying to get that kid on. Yeah. And it's he's like, oh, yep, I'm free. And then he doesn't answer. And we're like, dude, it's yeah. like you you don't answer your messages sometimes. Oh, like man. One time I remember it was right after. I literally said, I'll message you in five minutes. And then it was like 7 p.m. the next day that you answered. Oh, dude. You're like, hey, sorry. And I'm like, excuse me? And I'm like, I mean, sorry. I was like, that was dude. yesterday. It sounded like a white, but I—that uh that was definitely—I was gonna bring that up uh, before oh, yeah. show, but
1: now it's I'm now it's the, on the air. I'm the worst at that. You can ask everybody, like <laughs> people like around here, they're like, they're "Like you never answer your phone." And I'm like, I know it scares me. Like,
0: <laughs> <scary>. just, someday <laughs> someone's gonna die, and
1: I'm gonna need to be Yeah, there.
2: So, just rings, and I'm like, ah. that's, yeah. that's pretty. Funny. So we might have to get Andrew on first before William, Jake. Yeah, you know he, what? Let's do that. He Let's answers get his yeah. phone. <laughs> Tell
0: Andrew to message me, Cody, whenever you see him. All right. Yeah, put Andrew on there. He'll do it. Oh, oh for yeah. Sure. yeah. Interview Because he's probably going to be like trying to hold back how self-confident he is. Yeah. Like, no, no you know, I, I – We're going to really bring it just, out of him. I'm really just happy to 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 be able to compete. Really, in his head, he's like, I'm the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to beat every one I fight. That's what's going on inside of his head. Minus oh, yeah. circus music and static. It's gonna yeah. be just oh well, yeah super shut up
1: Andrew anyway sorry yeah. make, make sure you roast him when he's on here oh you dude are... it's, it's gonna, gonna be bad I'm glad that you didn't
0: like I don't know dude we we've had some wacky guests on the show I'm so glad that we're able to have like a little a little uh a little break with people with like you know some good morals some yeah. ability to you know hey I'm on a podcast it's fantastic I love it. yeah. but um. <laughs> You know, we want to thank – I'm going to thank the sponsors. I always do. Uh, open guardcast 25 is a code you can use. <clears throat> I would have done a voice for it, but my throat hurts. Uh, if you want to be like Cody Steele and get, you know, super thick and lean and swole and, you know, I've just been working out every day.
1: <laughs> I'm Cody Steele. Use uh, Open guardcast 25 and, you know, just use it uh go to
0: electric performance and and just start lifting you know <laughs> uh <clears throat> but yeah use that code uh agro brand high photography true fit cryo Marikawa bjj marcio andre academy we love you thank you arizona we love you thank you all these tournaments putting on six shows thank you danny o'donnell the fountain of youth thank you and cody Steele. thank you
2: cody do you have any yeah. sponsors you want to shout out yeah
1: um right now just uh genesis got my back right now so thank you for them mm-hmm. they're uh making me look real good out there in the white rash garden
2: yeah that thing looks and awesome
1: yeah i think they got some new, they got some new stuff coming out too that's gonna look pretty sick i think they have like some snake shorts or something oh, though so my... <laughs> some tennis trousers oh yeah some teddy trousers too <laughs> oh,
0: <my laughs> is that his is that his brand yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. I wonder why I call them teddies, but whatever. Uh, anyway, Danny, if you got nothing else to add, then why don't you take us out of here? All
2: right, Was this episode 44, Jake? Sorry. Shh. Yep. I think it's it was.
0: 44.
2: All right. Oof. Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode 44 of the Open Guard Cast with Cody Steele. Definitely be on the lookout for some more uh, super fights with him, and we will see all you guys soon.